What is going on, guys? Welcome to The Eck Effect with your host, me, Ben Eck. Um, I decided that on this one, we're going to kind of go a different route. I want to talk a lot more about video games. It's a lot more of my expertise, I guess, a little bit. I don't know if you'd say expertise, but um, I've done and played, you know, video games a lot more than uh, all the stuff we talked about last time, which another thing I should clarify is said we weren't going to get political and then pretty much immediately went political. I need to clarify that I meant we're not experts. We're probably going to talk about like literally everything and anything. So mostly the thing to understand is we are not, you know, 100% experts in this. This is all just our opinion and everything like that. But I hope you guys kind of understood that more. But it just felt like I needed to clarify a little bit. And today, I'm not going to have Chastity with me. She is a working woman going out making bank so I can uh, be lazy making podcasts. Just kidding. It's my day off. Lucky me. But anyways, back to gaming. Um, a little bit of background is just me personally. I've been gaming for way too long, I would say. It really started with me watching my brothers play a lot. Like, I would be terrible at games, and most of the time too young, so I'd love to watch them play. And I remember a big one was Resident Evil. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was... I, don't know, I can't even guess. But I would watch them play Resident Evil, and I would never play because I am such a little baby when it comes to jump scares. Like, any zombie popping out of anywhere just scares me. And it's not like I'm afraid of zombies. Like, if I... I wouldn't say in person, but in movies, if you just see a zombie, whatever, like, I'm not scared. Like, I don't know, it's not something, but it's the jumping, it's that, whatever, jumping out you. And then I can never, I've never been able to get over that. And it's very annoying, because my brothers jump scare the crap out of me all the time. But, and one of the earliest memories I have is the best, because I'm sure all of my brothers can probably remember this when, and I don't care that I'm saying it's you, Austin, we all know. I'm pretty sure it was you. Actually, I don't even know. You'll probably tell me and confirm. But when we were little and we got so excited to go play or something, the video games, and Austin runs down to be first to play. Because me and him never got to play first because we have two older brothers. So you know how that goes. You know, they always take first. But um, <laughs> we go down to play, and he jumps on a beanbag that has the controller on the other side. And you know, obviously – if the like the other side wasn't filled up, has a controller on it, the side he's about to jump is super filled up. And he's jumping head just straight into it, landing on his knees. The controller <laughs> just shoots and smacks him right in the face. And oh my god. That was that's that's one of the, the best like young memories I have. My other one is when sorry to get off track, you guys are gonna listen to my past, but um I was, man, what was it? I don't remember what birthday it was, but I, it's back when I had friends, but uh, I had a ton of friends over and we were just playing video games in the, in the basement. And I remember we were all playing and then this big piece of like, I think it was for the, it was supposed to be on the walls, but it just wasn't put up yet. Just fell over on all of us while we were playing games. We'd play like, what was that? I think it was like NBA street or something. Great. No, it was NBA ballers. Not street. Those are two different games, but both good games. Anyways, um, man, and then, I mean, just I would play, I, I don't know. I played video games pretty much 
way too much all up until high school, and I started playing sports. And I, if you knew me when I was in middle school, I was I was a chunk, man. It was a it was a good time though. I was living it up, playing video games all the time. And then I got into sports. I grew a little bit, thinned out a little bit, but still, video games are a huge, huge part of my life. Even today, I mean, we I'm I'm playing freaking. Call of Duty yesterday with my dude C Train Colton. If you're listening, shouts out. We we uh, I wouldn't say I'm an expert in games. I want people to understand that too. Just because I say I've been playing and watching for a long time, I'm not saying I'm good. If you put me on Dark Souls, anything like I got the game The Surge, which is like a, a Dark Souls type game. I am cheeks. I am terrible, and it took me so long because I'm usually the person who's like I'm gonna play the game on easy and just run through it because I just want the story. I don't want to have to. I don't. I wouldn't say I don't want to have to try, but you know, you know, it's kind of it's kind of one of those things. You don't want to lose all the time. But I've gotten over that. I've realized that hard games actually are pretty fun. Uh, once I stopped being a little baby about it. Um, and by the way, saying that me and Colton run things is he carries me so hard. So shouts out. Keep doing the carrying. Uh, I'll take the dubs. I mean, yesterday I think he got like ten or twelve kills in a game, and I had like two. It was a good time, you know. I'm I'm the support character. It's like in basketball. I always say like, I don't like to play one on one basketball. I gotta play the team sport because I'm just the support. I just I'm the assist. I call them out, that type of stuff. But I don't know. It's a good time. I love video games. But one of the big things I want to get into first about Call of Duty, which is really interesting, actually. I saw this. I think I saw a video on YouTube, and I might be late to this. I think I am a couple days late. Um. I don't know how long people have known, but that Call of Duty Black Ops 3 and Black Ops 4, like, if anybody has played them, you know, they don't have campaigns. Black Ops 4 has, wait, does 3 have a, 3 doesn't have a campaign. No, they took it out. Pretty sure. Or they changed it with something, but Black Ops 4 definitely doesn't, and they have Blackout. And they have been saying for so long that that was planned and everything, and it just came out recently that that is not what was planned at all. So, I have this, um article pulled up yes and i finally have a laptop in front of me so i can fact check and have all my stuff written down so i can do whatever so it it hopefully is going to be a better more clear podcast i'm trying to get video it's harder than i thought it was going to be but we'll get there it's fine um but i have this article pulled up it's from wccftech.com and it is describing basically which i think is incredibly interesting is that Black Ops 4, in design for about half of the development, I think, uh, I'll go through it, but uh, had a unique 2v2 campaign. So, like, uh, we'll get into what that is, and then the next thing says cancellation led to heavy crunch at Treyarch, which is another thing I'm going to talk about, because I think that's a big issue going on in gaming companies. Like, it's, it's it might have been, been happening forever, but now being reported, it happens way too much. And I really think it's diminishing like the quality of games and it's 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 annoying but we'll get to that. So it basically is just a new reporter from uh, Kotaku's Jason Schreider Schreier has shed a light on uh, Black Ops 4 canceled canceled campaign. Um just talking about how Activision Treyarch never admitted that there was a campaign ever existed. They said it was always focused on the new Blackout. Um but now that said, per numerous rumors, a campaign was in development until late 2017, a fact echoed by this guy's report. Uh, 
And it says it's originally built around a unique 2v2 multiplayer concept. Basically, the players, and I'm reading directly off of this. Um, if you guys want to see it again, WCCFTech.com. And then it says slash COD Black Ops 4 2v2 campaign. Um, but it's basically just saying that players would choose a faction and team up with another person to complete an objective, destroy a convoy, or destroy an NPC, etc., while other team of two worked against you. So I'm assuming it's just like, it's it's almost like a, I guess a scenario, an easy scenario I'd bring up is like a bank robbery. Like people are cops defending the bank, two are trying to rob it. I don't think in this because it's Call of Duty, I don't know, maybe that's a bad, I mean, just like a convoy. One person's, you know, taking the convoy, they're supposed to take the convoy to a certain point, the other person is supposed to stop them, or the other team. So that's pretty much what that would be. And I thought that was that seems really interesting. It seems pretty cool to me. I don't know. But it says technical issues and negative player feedback led to the death of the 2v2 concept in early 2018. Originally, the idea was to repurpose what had been developed around five missions into a more traditional campaign. But the change from 2v2 to single player was made too late and the campaign couldn't be finished in time. Some of the campaign material was salvaged. Wow, I'm so sorry. I wish I could talk. Was salvaged for Blackout, but most of the Battle Royale mode had been tossed together over a period of time of only nine months. And that's what I think is crazy because... Sorry, I gotta take a drink. Um, Because I love Blackout. That's actually the only part of Call of Duty I even play anymore. And I used to love the zombies even more. But now playing Blackout, I love the Battle Royale and the more realism type part. But... I do think this would have been really cool. I don't know, like a 2v2. Like, it's just different. Look, it's a really different thing, and they could have made really cool missions. I'm like, I wonder why they decided to to scrap it. I doubt they're ever going to say. Well, they might say eventually, but they're not going to say now because they denied it for so long. So, how are you going to, you know, deny something and then be like, oh, well, the reason we did it, because they're going to be like, wait, you said it never happened. Maybe that's just my opinion, thinking a little too far into it, but I don't think they're ever going to admit why. But I don't know. Um, I just, I would have loved to see that, but at the same time, again, I, I don't want to lose Blackout, because Blackout's literally the only thing I play anymore. But, so the next part of it we're going to get to is Crunch Culture. And I think Crunch Culture, and... It, I don't, it doesn't just happen in video games, but I think it's very apparent in video games because of how critical, I don't know, I feel like people who play video games, how critical and how much a voice that we, I guess, I you know play video games and voice my opinion about video games. Um, I don't know, we get to put it out there more? I don't know, maybe it, or maybe it's just because I'm more into the video game stuff that that's why I see it. But crunch culture is basically when, as of this, they they had to drop the 2v2 campaign. So then they had to make Blackout. And as easy as you probably think a battle royale is, because it's just, oh, everybody faces each other, whatever, last circle. Um, But you've got to be unique with it. You know, you can't just do whatever. You can't just, no one's going to play it if you throw it together like crap. So then they had to do it, you know, for, they only had nine months. And they apparently said that the team had to have all the employees working about 60 to 70 hours a week. And the first time I saw an article like this was probably a couple of years ago. And it got me really annoyed. 
and I don't think I knew how to explain it correctly, and I think I might now, is that people would be like, oh, 60 to 70 hours a week. I do that all the time. People that are just regular jobs like me, I work in a, a factory, basically. Like I, like people like me saying, oh, I do 60 to 70 hour a week all the time. Like Stop being such a little baby, blah, 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 blah. There's a difference. There's such a huge difference. They're not just putting things like me I just cut stuff, put it in a package, go. Like I don't I don't have a lot of thought into it. Maybe you have a, you know, a really thoughtful job and you do put all your brain power and you do 70 hours whatever. But a lot of people when if you're not into something, you really think it's going to the quality is going to come out the best. Like these people who make these games, they even say it. Um I'll I'll read the quote right here. He says, um it was an anonymous Q&A voice, their frustration. And he said, I think the majority of us just want to be tre- treated equally. All of us give a shit about the game. We give a- away our days to work on this game. None of us would be here if we didn't like Black Ops and the series as a whole. Why treat us like subhumans, even though we work just as hard as you guys? See, that's the thing. is They, are, they work on these because they love the game. Like, I'm assuming... I, obviously by that guy saying, and if I, look, I've wanted to make video games and work on these things, but like, it's because I love games. And I think that like, probably if I'm working for the game company, I think the game's good or has, has been good, you know, or could be, you know, a game I would play myself. So that's the thing is you, if you're being forced to do something like they are as much, and they're not even getting paid as well, they're, it's going to be crap effort put into it. And then that just gives out a crap game. So, like, the the big issue that I hate with Call of Duty right now, and maybe it's been like this for a lot of games a lot of times, but it seems like they're, like, they're way more focused on getting their game out on a schedule. Like, it has to be here, not to be like, okay, we got to push it back a month or two because we don't want to kill our employees and make a bad game for you guys. Because I feel like at this point, if they had a good idea and just showed us a good idea and said, we need a couple more months, then we need to work on this, though. Most, like, of course there's going to be trolls, like, no, whatever, they just not work and they don't give a shit, about, whatever. But most of us would probably be like, okay, this is going to be a good-ass game. I think I can wait. Or we might, I'm, it might be like me and be like, man, fuck that, but I'm still going to buy it anyways, like, whenever it comes out. Like, because you don't, you don't really care that much. It's, it's another month or two you can wait if it's a good game. So I don't know. I think that's, that's it's a big issue. And also, like, you got to think of the amount of people that probably work for these companies, then they're forced to work 60, 70 hours a week, and they don't even want to do the job anymore. It stops being fun when you're forced to do it that much, and you can't have, you can't, I don't know. That's how I see it, because I, I like to do, like, write, like, I don't know, all the, just more creative stuff on for fun, but if you have a job that's more, like, putting this stuff together, and you're forced to do it, you're probably not going to like it very much after. That's just how I've seen it. Um... Um, so, and then I guess from the flip side, Treyarch Studio heads, Dan Bunting and Mark Golden sent out an internal email, um, which of course, (laughs) which of course ends right back in Kotaku's hands, um, promising improvements. He says, we have a vision for the future of the studio that includes significant improvements to work and life balance. We plan to achieve that through better plan, project planning, streamlined production process, and a rigorous decision-making timelines. It, also, it is also our intention to maintain our commitment to increase transparency. Getting there will require time, hard work, and commitment. Oh, yeah. They have not given enough 
They've not given any hard work or time or any commitment. Most of all, it require open communication. If you ever feel like your needs aren't being met, please do not hesitate to communicate actively with your manager. No one should ever feel like they don't have options, can't talk openly, or that the only choice is to take their concerns to the public. These conversations should always start with an honest dialogue to your manager. If that's not working, feel free to reach out to one of us. And, okay, hearing that, depending on how high up they are, I'm a, well, it says studio heads, so I'm pretty fucking high up there. Um, but from them, they probably don't understand very much because and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt saying they're not really seeing all the struggle. They're not these little managers that are in there being assholes to them because most of the time I found out in working from companies that, I mean, not gaming ones, but a lot of companies where the, the, the owner and stuff doesn't really know what's going on very much. And then the little managers are the ones that are kind of like, I have all the power. I'm going to tell you what to do, blah, 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 blah. And then not say anything to the owner about it and say there's an issue because they don't want to get in trouble. So these guys might not really know what's going on as much, but I, there's no way these managers, if they're working 60 seconds, if they're this mad and it's coming out like this, like I feel like there's no way that these managers don't already understand what's happening. But that's just my opinion. I'm a, I don't know. I might I might be, you know, not know what's going on as much. But that's that's how I see it. Um, and it says as more of these stories come to light, it's clear the video game industry needs a change. Yes, sometimes creativity creativity doesn't happen strictly Monday to Friday nine to five schedule, and overtime is never going to go away. Yep. See, that's the thing. I don't know. It sucks because there's no perfect way to do it. But man, you gotta you gotta realize when your game needs to be pushed back. If it needs to be pushed back, it needs to be pushed back, man. That's how it goes. I, I just think if you push workers too much, they're just gonna quit. At least from my view, if I mean it depends. For some people, I mean this isn't this isn't a little rinky dink, a minimum wage job, you know, like some of the jobs I've had where I'm like screwed. I could just. I'm just leaving. Like, this isn't worth it. Then You know, this is probably not that type of job. So maybe it's a little different. Maybe it's a little different, but I don't know. I think it's dumb. I think it's, it's – um, it's, I think it's just going to hurt them altogether. But. And then this other thing, which is another Call of Duty thing, which we're going to get into. I think we're going to take a little a little break. I got to deal with my dog really quick, but um, in a second – uh, but we're going to talk about, after the break, about E3. I think I want to get into a lot of games that came out. I'm super excited. All that. It's going to be a lot more, uh, sorry, there's a bug. Jeez. Uh, lighthearted, not as, um, I wouldn't say judgy, but critical. On, I don't know. We're just going to talk about some games and what we're excited for. And uh, I would love to hear you guys' feedback as well. But before we get into that, one of the games that uh, was it is uh, going to be coming out soon, is the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And I think it's interesting, if people haven't heard, they're actually concerned about it because they think it's going to be too graphic. They're trying to make it too realistic. And I know people are like, oh, what little babies, too realistic. But, okay, I let's, let's go through this, and then I'm going to say that opinion really quick. But it just says that, Aims to return, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare aims to return franchise roots, both in terms of gameplay and storytelling, uh, where COD games have mostly played it safe. The series have, you know, have a rep, rep wow, I really can't talk, have a reputation for putting, pushing buttons. 
Um, it's basically saying that a soft reboot is going to return and it's going to have a Middle Eastern setting in the current realities of war. And, you know, not everybody's excited because, okay, because I'm not, I'm not even saying from experience. I am nowhere going to say I have experienced this, whatever. I was in the National Guard, you know, and I, I didn't even, I it wasn't deployed, nothing like that or, you know, anything. So I can't say that I've experienced any of this, but hearing just hearing stories, man. I don't know if people really want a realistic one. Like, I get it. I get it. Shooting and killing is, is like, fun like that. But it depends. It really depends on how deep they go. Because, I mean, me personally, I feel like I've heard the stories. I know. I mean, I'm really good with my internal morals, everything like that. I feel like, you know, I, I could handle it. I'd probably play it because it's a Call of Duty. It's probably a good shooting game, whatever. But some people who don't. I don't think there's a lot of people who really think about and accept what war really is, like, on the front lines. And, again, I haven't even been there. This is just a dude talking from hearing stories from people that have been there. Um, I don't know if people really want that. It's a, it's a scary thing. And especially if you – I don't know if they make it and you really – I don't know if people realize that's what it really is. It's, it's a scary thing is more of what I'm going to say. I'm not going to try to – describe something I've never experienced, but it's, it's, it's interesting. And, um, one of the head guys, what is it? A franchise veteran. He left Activision to launch a new studio for 2k games, but he said, you know, he left. And this was a statement was, I respect every developer who strives to deliver their work as an extension or reflection of their artistic vision. That said, seems like a tough challenge for any studio, especially if they're being pushed and publishing to be more controversial and darker for the sake of headlines. So that's the other thing that he talks about that I think is understandable there is like they seem to be pushing that more. And that's what's getting everybody excited. But like there, I feel like there is a, a line you can cross there. And he says the creative challenges of realistic modern warfare are complex Western heroes, in quotes, killing, in quotes, villains in the Middle East is simply isn't good enough. Equally, I hope the game's stated goal to depict the realism of war was an unfortunate choice of words. It, that, I agree with that a lot. Rather than an actual intent to depict the unspeakable atrocities that are, are the reality of today's modern conflicts. I agree with that a lot. It was an unfortunate choice of words because I don't think you want... I don't think a lot of people want a depiction of real war. And I'm telling you, people who have not experienced it or even heard really about it or you don't believe it, you think that people are just, oh, they're they're overdoing it. Trust me, man. You do. Just go really talk or listen to somebody that's talked something. Trust me. It's 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 bad. It's a bad thing. Wars, nobody wants war. People want to fight to protect their their home so i don't know i think that's a big thought that that they need to go over but I, all in all though i should say on a higher note i do hope it's a good game i hope they in realistic they make it about like the guns i don't know you know i i just hope they make the best out of it i guess we'll find out it says and they tweeted to be very clear we're making the exact game we want to make and we can't wait until october 25th i can't wait either I want to see what happens. Um, it's either going to be a ton of controversy or it's going to be a great game, I think. Um, 
I guess we don't really know, and you know, until we get there. But uh, so we're gonna take a short break, really quick. I'm attend to my dog. I can't wait to get video so you guys can see Charlie. He's the most adorable thing ever. But I'm gonna attend to him really quick. We're gonna take a short break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about E3 and um, some games I'm super excited for. Alrighty, we'll be back. All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, so now I think we're gonna talk a lot about E3, and I am super. Like, insanely excited for E3, because not only really did it show me a lot of, like, I mean, it shows, I mean, it's E3, it shows a lot of new games, obviously, no duh, but with those new games, it, like, reminded me of older games that I need to play, that I haven't played in, or that I haven't even thought of in a while, like, the the first game we'll talk about is Wolfenstein Youngblood. If you haven't heard of Wolfenstein, it's basically... God, I should have done my research. I'm sorry if I'm an idiot. I think um, it's basically like if, if Germany would have won World War II and takes over, I'm pretty sure it's like takes over the U.S. And you're essentially fighting, you're like fighting back. And it's weird because I, I think that's interesting. Obviously, it's, it's kind of a weird, I don't know. I feel it's a weird thing to say but I'm really interested in that because it's like what would that be like I would not ever you know I don't want that to be what happened (laughs) fucking obviously but um it's really it's an interesting take and and you're fighting back and it's more of like a it's kind of weird it it, I when I assume like it would be oh in the future it's more of like a technological but it seems like they have weird, more mechanical stuff that's like a bunch of iron and they have these weird big robot things. It's I'm probably explaining this really terribly, and I'm sorry. Look up Wolfenstein if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but the new one um, coming out is called Youngblood. And I think it's taking – I think it said it's taking more of like it's your – Playing as a female character. I don't know if that they were saying it changes anything, but that was like the headline. I don't know if that's because it's a different, whole different story or what. But I just saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't played Wolfenstein or Wolfenstein 2. And like they have a ton of games I need to play. But anyways, another one of those is Star Wars. So Star Wars, obvious. Well, if you know, if anybody knows me, I love Star Wars, which I guess it's hard to say that now. Because I actually haven't seen the new Star Wars, and I'm pretty upset at myself for that. Um, but the new game looks amazing. Uh, okay, it looks amazing, right? But it is made by EA, so we can't we can't push that aside. If 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 you're not big into gaming and you're watching this, you're very confused. EA is the one of the worst gaming companies. Not not because of the games; they don't make bad quality games, but all they are is a cash grab. Like they ruined Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront Two, the new one they made. They ruined it. It was it was bad because and it wasn't the gameplay. It's because the whole thing was like a cash grab in order to unlock certain stuff. It it felt like a pay to win type of deal, and and I just hate it. Like just just make a game to make a game. We're paying your damn sixty dollars. <sighs> if you make good DLC, I'll buy it. But don't like. Uh. So it's very annoying because. I loved Star Wars. Like, the original Battlefront, oh my gosh, amazing. Great game. Fantastic. And another great Star Wars game that I miss, I wish they'd make a new one, is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. That's a game I might even go back and play, and it's super old. But it is one of, I think, is is one of my favorite games from when I was younger. 
100%. I used to play it all the time. I remember when we'd go on camping trips, we'd hook that thing up in our our van. We had, we had a van with a, one of those weird TVs coming out of the front. We'd hook it up. Oh, it was a great time. But I remember playing the crap out of that game, and I love it. And I even I remember a couple of years ago I started playing it again. But another one that's like a blast from the heckin' past, I don't even know what I was going to say, but is Luigi's Mansion 3 is going to come out on the Switch. Now, first of all, Switch is an amazing console. I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did, but I literally never have it hooked up to my TV. I just always play it handheld, and it's just so convenient. And it's not like the, the games still look good. They don't look as good as, like, PS4 quality, whatever. It's, come on, the console's tiny. What do you, what do you really expect? But I am so glad I got the Switch. But Luigi's Mansion was one of my favorite games on the GameCube for sure. And I think I actually got a, a ROM of it, which is like a, in order to play like those type of games, like GameCube, Nintendo games on your computer, um, on my computer and I was playing it. But when you don't have the GameCube controller, it's it's just not the same. It's hard to, it's, it's weird because of the... The way he like sucks up the ghosts. I don't know. It's weird that I'm explaining this game so much because it's, but it's 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 an extremely fun game. If you know what game Luigi's Mansion, if you know what I'm talking about, you played it, you understand. And the hype for the third one, I actually watched the trailer. I was just gonna talk about it, but I was like, I should probably watch the trailer for a lot of these because even though I've seen them, I didn't watch much of E3, but I am excited for it. I don't know. I should have probably watched it. I don't know. Maybe I'm not the best at talking about it. But screw it, I don't care, you're going to listen. But Luigi's Mansion looks cool because it has a thing, it has different mechanics. It's not just you get the ghost, you got to spin around and, you know, because originally you'd have to push the stick away from where the ghost is trying to fly. But this one it has, like, you can slam them, you can shoot, like, this little dart thing and pull stuff closer and, I don't know, it's, it's a lot more mechanics. And they're adding multiplayer, which I think is dope because... I don't know, Luigi's Mansion with friends, I can't really go wrong, I don't think. But, and then the other one for Switch that I'm very excited for is Zelda, Breath of the Wild, the, the sequel that they announced. I am so excited because I originally was not going to get Breath of the Wild because I was like, it's a Zelda game, I haven't played him much. I used to watch my friends play him a lot, which is weird. I just... I used to, when I was a kid, I sucked at, when I suck at games, I would just watch people play them, but, um, I didn't really want to get it, because I'm like, it's 60 bucks, it's on the Switch, whatever, I got it, and I could not stop playing it, it is so, it's such a good open world game, it's just, and it looks so good, it's put together so well, it's amazing, it's got some puzzles in it, and it like, it's got that good mixture. I don't know. I I love it. And the sequel, which is weird, they don't have a lot of information. They must have just like started developing development on it. But I'm super excited for that. Breath of the Wild is an amazing game. Second one, I'm assuming is just gonna be just as amazing, if not better. Um, and then to kind of switch gears, just one that I'm interested in seeing, but I don't know if I'll really play it because, again, I've said I'm not good with jump scares. I'm not really good with scary. But the Blair Witch game seems really interesting. It's it's basically off. I mean, I'm assuming it's kind of the same premise of the movie. Um, and you're you have this camcorder and you're just running around. I'm assuming either trying to escape something, you're trying to find the Blair Witch, or I don't I don't even think I've seen the movie. It was I just heard of it because of the movie Cloverfield. 
that came out after that had the, they have the same like basic thing. It's off of a camcorder that somebody's holding. So that seems, I'm, I'm interested. It seems like a good, and it looks really high quality, really well put together. So I'm, I'm very interested in that. Um, another one that these are kind of, these are kind of blasts from the past too, that I'm like excited for because, and I think literally anybody who plays video games probably is because hey, the new Halo, Halo Infinite is coming out soon. And not soon, I meant it was shown on E3. Um, but if you've played any Halo, you're excited. Like, you're just excited for a new Halo. I Like, I loved Halo so much. It was such a... Like, I've spent way too much time, like, playing on the, the Forge mode and making, like, some... Uh, you'd use the Warthogs and make uh, soccer goals and play soccer with Warthogs. And they came out with Griff Ball. Like, I played... Halo way too much and it's it sucks because I played it way too much to not be good at it because <laughs> I tried to play I think pretty recently and I was trash but it's been, I've been playing Call of Duty so gotta give myself a break but I'm pretty excited curious on where the story is gonna go um but I haven't heard too much about it either and then another one is Gears 5 I used to play Gears with my friends on the 360 all the time. And I remember they came out with the, what it, I think it was the Horde mode or something where you had to set up defenses. That was amazing. That was such a great um, addition. But I got super into Gears. I, it's a great game if you guys haven't played Gears of War. But that's that's one that's very gory. I remember that. That was like a big issue, especially with my family, because of like all the gore and stuff you had a chainsaw in the front of the gun that would rip people in half like what do you what do you really expect you know um but but it was a great game it was it's super good story but i'm super excited for cyberpunk 2077 because first of all keanu reeves is going to be in it so i mean already right there you got you got the up you got the plus on it um and i mean it I, I like the feel of almost like it's it's hard. I it's hard for me to describe. It's like an old western, but like futuristic. You know, like the revolvers and the the yeehaw. <laughs> no, not really, but it's also like futuristic. I don't know. That's the way I see it. I don't know. Maybe other people have see it differently than me, but that's the way I'm kind of seeing it as. And I've been super excited for a long time, and I feel like it looks good. And I'm very annoyed because. People are getting uh, there's a huge backlash on the creators of it because these two gangs that are in it. It's because it's getting all racial, and it's and it, it shouldn't be. Basically, is because it's it's basically talks about these guys are saying that oh well, one gang that's they're Haitians and they like to be called the animals and whatever and they're like that's just racial stereotype blah 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 blah. And then there's an, the only gangs there are black, blah, 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 you know, stuff like that that's dumb. And then they said in one of the missions they saw at the end, it's the it's a white guy in a suit coming to tell you that these black guys are going to uh, do bad stuff to you or whatever. And the even the, the guy who created the original um, Cyberpunk, which was a like a pen and paper game type of thing. He's he's huge on it and he is black. He and he has stated reasons which again is stupid and that the I think what's really stupid because okay, if you have these views, understandable. Address them because if someone's if someone's being racist, they probably should be called out. I think I personally don't think it is. I don't think that's enough 
to say it. I think the guy, the the team probably cho- chose some something and kind of went with it. I don't know they because I don't know where the background they they want to think about this is placed in. And I think another thing they said was when they were given the forty five minute show. All they chose was a, a white dude and then changed his nose a little bit. I'm sorry. It, in it, I get it. Cyberpunk is supposed to have a giant character creation. Understandable. And you'd only show that. They have 45 minutes to showcase a game that they've announced that's, that's been announced for like eight years. I would not care about the character creation. Don't even, ha- don't even show it. I don't even want to know about it. Like, so that's, that's dumb. But if they want to address it, understandable, right? But then one of the guys who's helping them with this development comes out and says, like, no, these, um, this gang is now made up of Haitians because they took back their tribe or um, whatever he said it was. And they like to be called animals because they're referring to the power of it. They're referring to power like they go through and destroy and conquer, not like, I don't know, not like they're animals, like they're lower than humans or anything like that. So he's like... He's basically like, and then and then he gets kind of mad because there was original people saying it, and then now and then it just gets taken overboard. Like people are like, Cyberpunk's racist, blah blah. CD Projekt Red, which are the creators of it, are so racist, blah blah blah. And he's like, he basically just said, you can't tell me what to be offended about. Which I mean, I feel like it's true. He's he has you. If you get to believe what you believe, he gets to believe what he believes. But it's the fact that they doubled down after. It's not like, oh, I see why you made these gangs the way they are. I see why you made the character creation, did it the way you did, because you want to show off the game. I understand. I'm not going to make anything. No, they doubled down. And they're like, oh, I, I remember literally seeing a comment that was like, oh, because this guy says he's, because this guy's black, he says he can speak for all black people. No, he's speaking for himself. You're critiquing a made-up world, made up by him. He made this in his brain, you know, not the whole thing, obviously, but like this is made up and he is contributing on this. It's like some things may be somehow coincidentally you find racist. And the thing that I think is funny is most of the time the people saying this are white people. Like you're telling this black guy how to be upset, even though he's creating it himself. And it just... Whatever. I'm not trying to get into race stuff. Anyways, I think it's stupid that they brought it up to begin with. It's just dumb. He's like, we're just trying to make a good game. Like, I don't know. But all controversy aside, I think the game's going to be amazing. I am so – I'm way too excited for it, I think. So I think that's where we're going to end it here, guys. I think we talked a good amount just about E3 in general. Uh, Those are a big list. I don't think those are all of them. You know, there's a couple, there's some indie games and stuff like that that I wanted to, or that I'm excited for, just not as dressed as much. Um, there's not as much to talk about on some of them, you know. Like, there was an Animal Crossing one, but it's not going to be out for, God, I don't even know how long. How long. And, yeah, say I'm five years old for liking Animal Crossing, but if you, you can't honestly say you don't. It's just not a true thing. Animal Crossing is just a fun game to play in, in the past time. Um, but, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much all of them but uh i hope you enjoyed this episode of the the Ek effect um it's powerful i know thank you um but i would like to make them longer uh we just i don't have chas with me you know i want to get this podcast i really want to be consistent i want to get as many episodes out as i can um again if you would like to be 
a uh, guest on here, just make sure to let me know. Uh, I am trying to, I do want to make more podcasts. I do need more guests. I want to talk with more people. I like hearing people's stories, you know, no matter what it is, I want to get some talking points set up. The issue is, I think, I don't know if I said this before. Um, I think I did say this before, but anybody listening that wants to be a guest, I do live in Ohio now. I don't live in Illinois anymore. So I might have to set up a phone thing. I would love to do it face to face. That would be better, but I'm broke. So you do what you got to do. Um, yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed, uh, this episode of the Eck effect and, uh, the next one should be out and, uh, probably just two, three days. See ya. Peace.